<clears throat> mic check, mic check, mic check one, two. You might get checked when the mic checks on you. Welcome to episode 19 of Stream of Conscious. I'm your host, Daryl Harris. And today, I actually got my notes this time. And instead of recording this on my lunch break, I'm recording it at 5.42 after being on the elliptical for 20 minutes and i just had a really random scenario where i was on the elliptical the whole entire row is freaking empty i go to the middle i go to the middle section and i start i start trying to get this machine to work and it don't work and then on my left i see this dude pull up right next to me and use the elliptical right next to me I'm just like, bro, come on, man. This is like the bathroom stall in the male bathroom. Like, bro, you don't have to pick the middle. There's plenty of edges. There are plenty of stalls that aren't that aren't next to me. So why are you doing this? And thankfully, the machine didn't work. So I just moved over to the next one. And I'm just wondering for the first five minutes. I was like, what the hell was that? But nothing came out of it, so it was just a really random scenario. And I just moved past it. Which brings me to my first note. The first note of the official podcast is learning to let go. Because there are so many things that I can't control that like a year or two ago or even longer than that, I wish I could control. And... It really bothered me for a while. And then one day I just said, look, this is going to happen X, Y, Z. Are you going to be upset about it because you can't change X, Y, Z? Are you just going to let X, Y, Z happen and continue on with your life? And I chose to go along with X, Y, Z. And the more that I'm learning to not be entitled to not feel like I deserve anything to where I'm just working and the circumstances are the circumstances. I'm just really learning to let go and it's been a big game changer for my life. And in other news, I started reading again and I looked up Obama's summer reading list and the first book that I bought was At Night All Blood is Black. This is set in, it's a fictional story set in World War II where an African is fighting for France. And I'm assuming it's against Germany, but they didn't say it was Germany or it wasn't. And this dude that he calls his brother, this dude that he calls his brother gets hit with a bayonet in the battlefield. And his guts get split open. And I'm assuming this is after the battle where everybody in no man's land is fending for themselves for the one or two people that may have been alive. And it was him and his brother with his guts spilled out. And he begged he begged the protagonist in the story to let him die three times. And the dude wouldn't do it. After after his brother, the dude that he calls his brother, 
eventually passes away after cursing his name for not letting him die non-agonizingly. I think that's the word. He goes on this little mission where he goes on this little mission where every every day the battle starts. He goes out, shoots shoots guns like normal. He shoots his gun like normal. And after the retreat is called, he hangs around in no man's land for I want to say minutes, maybe an hour or so. And he waits for one soldier to come out of the trenches and assess the dead. And he's laying completely still in no man's land when the soldier walks up to him and he slashes his knees, the back of his knees. And he's too shocked to scream. So he takes advantage of that time to gag him and bound him and carry him off towards his area. And he waits for them to wake up if he knocks them unconscious or just proceeds to go on and cut their stomach open if they're already awake. And he waits for that moment that same moment that he had with his brother to where they're blade not blade to where they're begging for their life and then he finally cuts their throat open and gives them the mercy of death and he cuts off their left hand and bring the rifle that the soldier was using back to the trenches and the first three times that he came back he was patted on the head he was saying good job you're gonna get medals you're a war hero. And after his brother died, he got quote unquote enlightened to where he's just thinking like a complete sociopath. And it's really interesting. But I digress. After the after the fourth time, everybody starts looking at him like, yo, what, what's going on with this dude? Is he eating souls? Is he out here eating eating soldiers alive? Is that why he doesn't come back after the retreat for minutes or hours after the retreat? And the suspicion only continues until after his eighth severed hand that he brings back, he gets pulled into the office and a general just says, you need to have... You just need you just need some time away from the battlefield. I think this is making you crazy. You know, we value you killing soldiers, but we think that this war is messing with your brain. And that's where I'm at along the story right now because I haven't finished it. I think I'm 30% done. And it's a really interesting book. And I think that the protagonist is trying to make up for the guilt that he feels for not letting his brother get the mercy of death and just dying slowly and agonizingly. Okay, I got this other note. The benefits of seeing things in a different light from your own self. I think getting a whole lot of different perspectives from people and seeing how other people think is a really enlightening process because it just shows how flexible the mind is because there are so many people that can put their mindset to wherever they want but they just feel trapped 
because the only mindset that they know is themselves. And this reminds me a lot of the Kendrick Lamar to pimp a butterfly poem where everybody's praising the butterfly but shunning the caterpillar and the caterpillar can't see past his own hate his own hatred and just overall pain that he felt in his life until he goes into that cocoon to where everything is changing and it's scary until that one moment where he breaks off into a butterfly and I think getting different perspectives will ultimately lead to that ultimate truth to where you can do anything that you want and you can change your mindset. You don't have to think that I'm stuck at this job or I'll never get fit or I'll never be in shape or anything like that because you can't do it. You just have to believe in yourself and hearing how people like you do it is really beneficial, I think. And just speaking of different people thinking of different things, I remember this one story when I worked at Walmart. And it was me, this one older white dude, and his friend. We were all sitting at a table. And he was talking about how his friend was so done with life that he told him that he was going to kill himself. And ultimately, he went on to do it. Rest in peace to him. May his suffering end. And the guy, the guy that was next to me that was listening to him was saying, like, yo, why don't you try to help him out? Or why don't you try to stop him or try to get help? And the guy says, the guy says, I respected his right to die. Because forcing him to live wouldn't do anything for him because he was so far gone that he probably would have done something that he'd ultimately grow up to regret before he ended himself. And I see both sides of the spectrum and I'm on the side of, don't be so quick to kill yourself off if you haven't tried to live to the fullest. When you've done everything that you possibly can to have a good quality of life and it doesn't pan out, which it happens 0% of the time because you're actually doing the things that you want to in life and living it like you won't have a tomorrow because tomorrow isn't guaranteed. I feel like that urge to end your life just dissipates because that's what happened to me. And I've heard so many other people say the same thing to where, yo, I thought life wasn't worth living until... I made that step and I dared to dream and dared to live. That's why I'm living to die with no That's why I'm living to die with no regrets from now on. Because now I'm in this period where things aren't going my way. Now not even let not even let me say that. I perceived that things weren't going my way until I opened my eyes and just seen that I could do whatever I want. And after that, life just started opening up. I started having conversations with people I normally wouldn't have conversations with. I catch myself smiling a lot more, you know what I mean? Going to the gym, just doing all of these things because you never know when you're going to go. And 
not doing everything that you can to live the best life that you can. It's just a really sad way to go. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that live that way. And with all of that said, I'm going to go on to one random topic and then I'm going to wrap this up because this is running a little bit long. The Phoenix Suns, boy, oh boy, they reeled me back in just when I was ready to stop being a fan. When the West imploded on itself, before the West imploded on itself, I thought that Phoenix was just done for. There's no chance of them ever going back to an NBA Finals and fighting for fighting for their championship. They should have won last year, but they decided to let Giannis go off instead of just saying, hey, you know, let's shut him down and let's let Chris Middleton, a guy who's known to self-destruct in big moments, let's try to let him beat us instead of letting Giannis walk into the paint. Okay, that was just a random angry fan moment, but when the West imploded on itself, and I've seen Phoenix still at that number one, number two power ranking, I was like, oh man, we could really do this. And hopefully Chris Paul doesn't get injured, and hopefully nobody mentally collapses, and maybe we can make one more run, and then they beat the Warriors. But the way that they beat them got me alarmed because Steph Curry was 4 for 21 and 3 of 17 from 3. And that's not going to happen often in the playoffs. So for now, I'm going to root for them and hope, and hope they get to the conference finals. And I'll root for them against the Golden State Warriors, but I'm not super optimistic about it because that's the Golden State Warriors without Klay Thompson and... Steph Curry on an off night, and we barely beat him. But, hey, you know, anything can happen. And who knows, we might even win that championship ring that we've been fighting for for 30 years. And as always, the inspiration of the day is don't cling to things that you can't control. Because this causes a lot of sadness, a lot of anger for most people. Because they're worried about things that they can't control, like their car breaking down or their favorite TV show being canceled or somebody that they look up to disappointing them. And the more mature you get, the more you learn that you shouldn't be clinging on to these things. You should be striving towards being the best you that you can be. And that's where true happiness comes from, I believe. And as always, may blessings continue to rain down on you and yours. And this was episode. Did I say 19? 19 of Stream of Conscious. I'm your host, Daryl Harris. See you next time.